Welcome to That's Feminism Broad, where we are exploring diverse voices and modern female strengths. We're here to capture and reclaim the term feminism, because unlike Justice Stewart, I know it when I see it is not good enough for present-day women and the women who raised them. Join us to create a community of women who can support and empower each other as they go through all that life throws at them. We want to hear your story, and we want to use it to build strength, trust, and enthusiasm for our sisterhood. Hey, 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 ladies. Um, I started this because I really was looking for a sense of community of like-minded individuals. I feel like we were in a very literal lockdown for about 18, 20 months, and it's been hard to get out there. And I felt like I personally needed to just connect more deeply with people. So that is why I started this. And I'm really excited because I'm watching this grow little by little. And it's been really pleasant for me. And I'm hopeful for what this can become. Um, I've received a couple questions and I know I'm going out of order because I like to do interviews every other episode, but um, I got these couple questions in and I wanted to do a questions episode where you guys have asked me a few questions. So I was just going to respond to them here. I'm only going to start with a couple. So it's going to be short and sweet today. Uh, and then if you want to reach out or offer feedback or your opinions, maybe we can start to connect a little bit deeper. If you haven't had a chance to like, subscribe, save, review, please do all of those things. Look for me on Instagram at That's Feminism Bro. Look for my Facebook account, That's Bridget Van Buskirk. Email me, That's Feminism Bro at Gmail. And we can keep this going. And then we'll try to do one of these, I don't know, every every couple of months or so, depending on how much these questions fly. But sit back, relax. I would love to hear your opinions. I only grabbed a few of these and uh, I'm hoping that it incites a little bit of dialogue or thought for you as well on your end. So, happy Wednesday. Um, the first question is, I'm having trouble adjusting to a recent move. Any suggestions? So, um, you don't say whether you're moving by yourself or with your family or with your kids. I don't know if you're moving for you because you chose to move or if you're moving because your significant other's got a new job or you want to be closer to your aging parents. So I'm not really sure um, how to go with this one, but let's just, let's just power through. First of all, if you're moving because of somebody else and you're not adjusting well, that's really challenging. And it's really easy to start to resent them, resenting the elderly parents because you feel like you have to move back home to be close with them, resenting the spouse because you were in a happy place and now you've got to relocate for his job. So it's really easy to feed the resent resentment. And I think mindset matters. And I say that all the time. I think that if you're just going to give yourself this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to change. This is an opportunity for me to take on a new role. Then that sort of helps feed, like it lets go of that resentment and it helps feed some of the positivity. I also think that um, it might be too late. It sounds like you already moved. But I think to help offset the challenge of change, any kind of comfort you can get before the move helps. So if you had a chance to look at the school with the kids so that they knew where they were going to school or 
to visit the neighborhood and we actually went trick-or-treating in our new neighborhood before we even moved into it so the kids kind of got an idea for what kind of candy everybody gave and how many kids were running around and i think that any opportunity you have to familiarize yourself with the place and the way things run the city all of that it helps I know that when you move to a new place, you can always go to that city council and you can pick up a welcome package that has everything from garbage days to city planning to parks in the area. And that also seems to help. And then I think, um, I think the most important thing is to know your own hobbies so if you really enjoy crossfit or your knitting group or your um run club that hit a different bar every every week find that here because that exists in this new location now maybe you're going from a big city to a small town or maybe you're going from a small town to a big city but something exists they might not have as many chiropractors or as many nail salons or maybe they have five thousand times as many but your thing it exists so you need to find your thing and you need to do that with everybody in the family it doesn't have to be a family thing but it is so much easier to relocate if your kid loves lacrosse and you just found a lacrosse team and you can get them on that group. And then I like to explore. So I'm Catholic, I go to mass when we're new, we'll go to the five o'clock mass at this parish. Not enough kids, not enough people that look like we'd be friends with them. Then we'll try the 10 a.m. mass at this parish. And we kind of just, we kind of make it our job to really look around and find something that's going to be a fit. And the second we don't see like, oh, there was nobody there that really seemed like anybody I would get to know, then try something new and just keep doing that until you find your tribe. And um, what was the other one I was thinking? And then really join the community, like go all in. I know it's hard to say yes. I know you're still unpacking boxes and you haven't hung anything up and you have no interest in the local whatever club rotary club or knights of columbus or whatever it is but go for it just even if you only go to one meeting every three or four months it's a chance to meet the other moms or the other wives or the other kids whoever it is and get involved in the community because you the second you invest in something you are engaged in it and the second you're engaged in it it's a, it's a part of your growth so um, it's easy to kind of just go home, get your mail and go inside and stay inside and say you don't know anyone and say this is all unfamiliar, but you got to really force yourself to get out and dive all into the community. And then I think the third thing, other than finding your own hobbies and bringing them and getting involved in the community, I think the third thing I would say is be honest with yourself, especially if you're not doing this alone. If you're doing this with a group of people, whether it's you and your spouse or you and your kids and your spouse or whatever it is, I think it's so much easier when you're honest. It's okay to not be super positive the whole time. It's okay to have had a bad day. It's okay to have put yourself out there and sort of had a blowback in your face. You were trying to get chatty with a woman at the gym. You thought you'd be friends and she totally shut you down or whatever it is. Sometimes just sharing those with the other people in the group allows them to be like, oh good, we don't have to think it's roses and butterflies. I'm allowed to be disappointed. I'm allowed to be lonely. And I think you're allowed to hang on to your old community. I think it's great to still have the the social media friendships and to even check in every now and then with zoom but i think it's a little dangerous when you refuse to accept your new thing and you're only holding on to your old thing that's especially true when you get out of college or when you go from high school to college that you start holding on 
to um, high school so much, you want to go back for all the games, you want to get back involved, sometimes it's it's time to move on. So it's okay to have a little bit of the connection, but I think it's important to uh, keep going forward. So that's my advice. Uh, best of luck with your recent move. That's exciting. This is an exciting time, so enjoy. The next question comes at us from Instagram. Uh, my daughter's graduation is coming. Yes, I'm talking about May already. And I would like to look great. So I'm someone she can be proud of after a roller coaster relationship between the two of us. Weight has always been my issue. There's no question there. But um, a couple things. First of all, I like that you're planning for May already. Good on you. It's good to think through these things, especially because it sounds like I'm guessing Weight is always my issue. I'm guessing that you're asking kind of how to how to look great come May. So if that's the case, it's awesome that you're looking long term and you're trying to get started now. We have plenty of time. It's what October, so we have plenty of time till May. I think the biggest mistake people say is they want to fit into the wedding dress or the reunion dress or whatever, and they're talking about two or three weeks from now. It's really hard to make a good change. That's that's going to alter the way you physically look in just a couple weeks, unless you're talking about hair dye. Um, so good on you for looking long-term and wanting to take action now. It's such a mistake to say, well, it's not till May. I'll think about it in May. Get on it right now, whatever it is. And second of all, I just wanted to say also good on you. You have, you said you have a roller coaster relationship with your daughter and you want to be somebody that she's proud of. So that's really, really cool. I love that you're trying to work this relationship and that you're, you're trying to grow it and make it stronger. And I love that you're trying to be an example of something. So all of those are super awesome. Um, there's so many, there's so, so, so many things out there. If you're looking to control your weight, you can do 8 billion diets. Some of them are fad diets that are just coming up and some of them have been around forever. Some are high this and know that. And um, there's a lot to look for. The first thing I think you should do is check in with your physician and let them know that this is a journey that you're starting because they are going to have a wealth of knowledge and they know you too. So sometimes people are looking to lose, you know, five or 10 pounds, or sometimes people don't need to lose weight. They just want to tighten up a little bit. And sometimes people want to let go of 50, 75, hundred pounds. I'm not sure where you fall in that, but I do think that uh, just a quick call to the physician, and now actually they're all online too, so you can uh, you can probably just send a message and they get back to you or a telehealth call. But I would let them know about that. And if this is a way, that if something you want to get involved in with your daughter, I don't know whether she's graduating high school, college, her master's, um, get involved with her. Say to her, "Hey, hon, I'm really looking forward to the graduation in May, and I just I I want to make I want to look different." by the time it shows up. And you guys can do it together, even if she's not physically around you, checking in once a week or sending each other little Pinterest workouts or diet plans or recipes, that's gonna help grow that relationship too. So there's a lot to do there. If we're talking really, really general stuff, I did do an episode about this, but I'm a huge believer, you've gotta get the sleep, it helps. I mean, there's no easier way to lose weight than to make sure that you're getting eight hours of sleep every night. That's one way, and it's really, really important to 
drink lots of water. Replace most of what you're drinking with water right now. You know, keep the milk if you have milk, but you can get rid of a lot of what you're drinking and just throw water in its place. And then number three, get out and exercise. I'm not sure where you're living, whether it's cold or hot, whether you have to be inside to exercise or whether you can be outside, but um, get that 30 minutes. Get that 30 minutes maybe, you know, six times a week if you could. And those couple little changes along with you be honest with your eating and eat right you know if you're eating out all the time that's going to show up in your figure so those four little changes reach out to your daughter talk to your physician and explore honestly this is learning is fun so you can kind of just when you climb in bed and you're looking to wind down look at a couple diet plans or a couple exercise plans and you'll have a little bit of fun finding something new um, best of luck to you, and I'm, uh, I hope to hear back about you and your daughter. I think that's really cool that you guys are making it work. So third one, um, this was email. My husband and I had an awesome relationship up until COVID and his working from home. I'm a homemaker, and the house is not big enough for the two of us. There's a lot of exclamation points after that one. I'm always surprised when my friends talk about how much they enjoy the work from home thing. Is this a bad sign? Um, okay. First of all, I'm not all about the sign thing. If you need a sign and you're willing to say, is this a bad sign? That, that sentence bothers me a little bit. That you're looking for a sign and you're looking for a failure, I feel like, when you say something like that. If you need a sign for something to tell you that it's a failure, it's not a failure. Failures slap you in the face. They are loud. If you're asking if something is a sign, it's probably not a sign. No, this is a hard time. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people that enjoy this. I do kind of enjoy my husband being home. There's a whole lot of asterisks after that sentence, though. Um, this is my office, my home, and I don't have an office in my office. My kitchen's my office, my bedroom's my office, the laundry room's my office, the bathroom's, the TV room is all, this is all where I work. And I've been working here, uh, not in this particular home, but I have been working like as a homemaker, like you said, for 13 years almost. So I have my routine. I have the way I do things. I eat breakfast a certain way at a certain time. And I have all these rituals and everything is centered around this home. So now I have another big person, not even like a little person, but like a big person that takes up big space. And they're in my office all the time. And sometimes we've gotten better over the past 20 months, but sometimes they're in my office making demands of my time and my space, which is really, really challenging. I can't be quiet because you want to take that phone call all of a sudden when I'm making doctor's appointments and I'm on the phone and I'm doing things. So I totally, totally get behind that this is a challenging time for you. It is... Um, you know, for some people, so for us in our relationship, he's not going to go back. He's done. He's working from home for now on. So we have, um, we now, now I really enjoy it. We've made it work and it's pleasant. We catch up. Sometimes I'll, you know, run to Starbucks and come home with donuts or sometimes we'll go for, you know, walk the dog together or go for a little run. And now I kind of enjoy the fact that I have another grown-up to talk to, which was always the hardest part for me of, of being a stay-at-home mom when they were little, was just feeling like I was stuck inside the house by myself. Um, I'm not sure what your situation is, but um, I think the biggest thing you need to do is communicate. You don't have to love him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's okay to say, you're driving me nuts. I say it 
frequently to my kiddos and to my uh, significant other. So one thing is communicate with them like, hey, this is hard. I'm getting really frustrated. I feel like I feel like this is affecting all facets of our relationship. And then the follow up to that communication is setting those boundaries. Like, here's the situation. I'm going to be out of the house. I'll be out of the house these days a week from these hours. And then you come up with something to do. Meet up with your friends, run errands, go visit the church, volunteer, whatever it is. But I, if you could say to them, I can be out of the house. I can be totally out of your way these couple hours. But I'm actually going to need you to be out of the house for one, too. So whether he's got to take a phone call in the car or whether he's got to go to the library and work for an hour or so or Panera or whatever it is. Uh, or maybe he just takes it at his lunch break. Maybe he can go and do lunch hour or something like that. So it kind of depends on what his job is. But I think you can kind of make a couple demands or you've really got to be in this space and this space only or this space for these hours. And then a lot of it is, it takes um, the communication, but it also takes a lot of give on both ends. I think the hardest part for us was the after school hours. From three to five, my life is crazy busy and it's crazy loud because I've got four people who can't find their clothes and four people who are arguing when I give them jobs and they just came home from school so they're worn out and they're tired. And then I've got a whole bunch of things that they've got to get done and then we've got to get to whatever the extracurriculars are and then there's a snack in there somewhere so it's just and then sometimes they're just playing they're just goofing off and they've been stuck for you know six or seven hours locked in the seat so i want to let them goof off so the hardest part for us was figuring out those couple hours and it became he bought the special headphones the noise canceling headphones and he's got the door closed and he's we've got a whole routine where if he's taking a phone call he's got to keep it on mute until he talks and he's got to let us know that he's taking a phone call so there's a whole lot of give that he had to make work on his end so that I could have that time because it started to be a thing where I said, look, I'm not going to get quiet. I can't be quiet from three to five. It's not going to happen. So you're going to have to kind of figure out on your end. And he did. And I mean, it's still not perfect, but we, we got a lot out of just setting some boundaries, making some rules and splurging on, even if it's just a curtain, you know, if he's stuck in the kitchen and you can just have a curtain that he throws up that sort of signifies this is my work time. And then um, for what it's worth, again, mindset plays here. Go ahead and get happy and just force yourself to enjoy it. He's, you know, one of your best friends. You got married for a reason. This is a really challenging time. It's so easy to see only the flaws in this. So check out and try to try to come back with a fresh perspective that's just a really positive mindset. And um, I know I know that this is hard, though. So don't don't start listening to all your girlfriends say that this is easy because for some it is. For some it's absolutely awesome, and there's a whole lot of afternoon delight and lunch is out, and it's been a great time. And for some it hasn't. So don't worry about what other people are doing. Really worry about you, and drop the idea of a red uh, sign. Don't. This is not a sign of anything. This is a tough time, and you're gonna you're gonna handle your tough time. Um, let's see. Do we have any other ones? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to throw this one in because it's from my mom, Bridget. Uh, I don't understand how you rate these talk shows. I'm pretty sure she means podcast, but you really need to enunciate. You're doing a wonderful job, darling. So that's from my mom. I will start enunciating and it was cool of her to let me know I'm doing a wonderful job.
Um, oh, one more. Okay. Okay, this is heavy. Um, I'm not able to get over the miscarriage, and even my husband is ready to, quote, move on, end quote. Th what should I do with this challenge? Okay, first of all, I'm so sorry for the loss that your family's suffering because it is a loss. This changes the dynamic of your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with any future kiddos or any past kiddos. And I'm really sorry for that. Uh, miscarriage is incredibly common. It's like, I think it's almost 33% or one in three. So it is really common and it's not something that people talk about. And I don't know why I miscarried certainly once, I think a couple times, um, but only once where we really went to the doctor and we had to, we had to go through the medical procedure to follow the miscarriage. Um, and it's really hard and you feel absolutely, you totally feel isolated and you're unique and your spouse is unique and you're going to mourn uniquely and you're going to grieve uniquely and uh, you're going to move on uniquely. So I know, I know move on is kind of in quotes. I do think sometimes for the man, it is a little bit easier because they didn't have that immediate immediate connection you know you get that pregnancy test and all of a sudden your life changes you stop the drinking you start the sleeping you change the way you eat sometimes you change your exercise habits i mean immediately there's some things that as soon as you get the test you adjust so even if they're not the drastic adjustments that come later in the pregnancy where you can't sleep certain ways and you can't eat certain foods because your body totally has a reaction and the baby totally reacts to it you do change right away and he doesn't have to make those changes right away Sometimes he doesn't even have to make the changes till the baby's 18 months. So he's got time to accept the pregnancy. And then because of that, he's got time to kind of move on from it, like you said. And you didn't. So I understand that um, that you're feeling a little bit like left out, like he's moving ahead and you're sort of stuck in the past. But I would let him grieve his way you know sometimes people also i think particular for men they move on and they get going and then all of a sudden they get so angry or upset because i don't know you get a flat tire and yeah that's a pain but like the way they get angry and upset it's just so dramatic that you're like wait a second hon this is not about the tire this is this is about the miscarriage this is about the last couple months this is you know you're you're lashing out on your suffering and I think the most important thing you can do is give yourself your time to mourn. If you want to hop online, there are a lot of um, places you can go, websites that talk about how how different cultures mourn a miscarriage. There are some cultures that actually have a burial and a ceremony. We named our babies and then um, and we still pray for them. And we talked to the kids about it a little bit. And with time, it sort of settled into our lives, this, this loss, and, and then how this loss affected how our lives moved forward. So I would encourage you to allow, I don't think you have to just give yourself the what, three to six weeks, you know, that your body heals. I think your, your mind is going to, your spirit's going to heal a lot slower than that. So just because... Your OB says, okay, you're ready for sex. Or your doctor says, okay, you're, you're back. Everything's back on track. It doesn't have to feel that way spiritually or emotionally for you. You can, you have plenty of time to feel the sadness. You lost out on something and, and you're allowed to notice that loss and you're allowed to mourn that loss. 
And then I would look for a way that you guys, especially if you feel like if you feel like he's moving in a direction and it's causing a disconnect between the two of you, then I would maybe find a way that the both of you could celebrate that little time you had with that baby. So maybe you mark what would have been their birthday or maybe you mark the, the day you realize that you miscarried or maybe you do a little burial or ceremony or pick a song, whatever it might be that you're going to just allow to be your connection to this child. And you can keep that with you as you move forward. And you can even share this, that with any rainbow babies that, you know, comes afterwards. So that this is always part of your life because it is always going to be part of your life. This isn't just like, okay, it's done. We're moving on. And this is allowed to be who you are in 30 years and what your family is in 30 years. So let, let the sadness, give yourself the time to really just be all in on the sadness and then give yourself the time for the closure period or song or uh, event or whatever that closure thing is. And then allow yourself to bring the loss with you into your life and start your living again. And I do think it's a little bit easier if you and dad are kind of able to just chat about it and mourn it a little bit. And he's okay to move on and he's okay to tell you how he's moving on. And it's like his feelings aren't wrong. He's not wrong. He's just not you and he's not handling it like you. So if he's got a lot of opinions about you need to get back out there and you need to do this, it's okay also for you to have your way. You guys don't have to do it the same way, but it, it is good that you're looking out for each other. If you're looking out for each other and saying, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how you can do it. Oh my God, you guys, it was like only four or five questions, but that was, um, that was good. So I'm sorry for the loss of the miscarriage. I'm thankful for the mother daughter relationship that's developing. I'm, I'm, you know, hopeful for the, the marriage that's struggling through these, times where husband's at home and I appreciate mom your advice that I enunciate and good luck on the move but thank you guys so much for reaching out to me it's really humbling to know that you're interested and it's also really communicative that we have this so I can say my thoughts and you can maybe take some of them or leave some of them and hopefully other people will start to get involved too and then they can share their thoughts and then you'll have a whole big group of ideas as you take on your move or your weight loss or whatever it is. Uh, so that is it for today. That's feminism, bro. I really appreciate you guys stopping by and I enjoyed, enjoyed spending some time with your thoughts instead of just with my own. Take care. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Please like, share, and review. You can find me on Instagram and at That's Feminism Bro, or via Facebook through Bridget Van Busker. You're always welcome to shoot me an email at thatsfeminismbro at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions or concerns you may have. Music is by Pixabay, and artwork is by KBB.